Book 8, Chapter 9 of The Boys and Girls Pliny, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Boys and Girls Pliny, Volume 4, by Pliny the Elder. Chapter 9, Locusts. Locusts lay their eggs in large masses in the autumn, in holes which they form in the ground. These eggs remain underground throughout the winter, and in the ensuing year at the close of spring, small locusts issue from them of a black colour. A wet spring destroys their eggs, while if it is dry they multiply in great abundance. Locusts are produced only in champagne places, that are full of chinks and crannies. In India it is said that they attain the length of three feet, and that the people dry their legs and thighs and use them for sores. Sometimes the winds carry off these creatures in vast swarms upon which they fall into the sea or standing waters and perish. Some authors have stated that they are unable to fly during the night, in consequence of the cold being ignorant of the fact that they travel over lengthened tracts of sea for many days together, a thing the more to be wondered at, as they have to endure hunger all the time as well. For this is it which causes them to be thus seeking pastures in other lands. Such a visitation is looked upon as a plague inflicted by the anger of the gods, for as they fly they appear to be larger than they really are while they make such a loud noise of their wings that they might be readily supposed to be winged creatures of quite another species. Their numbers, too, are so vast that they quite darken the sun, while the people below are anxiously following them with the eye to see if they are about to make a descent, and so cover their lands. After all, they have the requisite energies for their flight, as though it had been but a trifling matter to pass over the seas, they cross immense tracts of country and cover them in clouds which bode destruction to the harvests. Scorching numerous objects by their very contact, they eat away everything with their teeth, even the very doors of the houses. Those from Africa are the ones which chiefly devastate Italy, and more than once the Roman people have been obliged to have recourse to the Sibylline books to learn what remedies to employ under their existing apprehensions of impending famine. In the territory of Serenaca there is a law which even compels the people to make war three times a year against the locusts, first by crushing their eggs, next by killing the young, and last of all by killing those of full growth, and he who fails to do so incurs the penalty of being treated as a deserter. In the island of Lemos also there is a certain measure fixed by law, which each individual is bound to fill with locusts, which he has killed, and then bring it to the magistrates. They pay great respect to the jackdaw, which flies to meet the locusts, and kills them in great numbers. In Syria, the people are placed under martial law and compelled to kill them. In so many countries does this dreadful pest prevail. The Parthians look upon them as a choice food 
and the grasshopper as well. The voice of the locust appears to proceed from the back part of the head. It is generally believed that in this place, where the shoulders join on to the body, they have, as it were, a kind of teeth, and by grinding these against each other, they produce the harsh noise which they make. About the two equinoxes they are to be heard in the same way, that we hear the chirp of the grasshopper about the summer solstice. In all these kinds of insects, the male is of smaller size than the female. End of chapter 9